We've got this. Hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh. Hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh. We've got this. Hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh. We've got this. Finding a way. Hey, friends, welcome back to another episode of the Cervical Wellness Podcast. It's been a minute. Uh, several months actually. Um, the break was unintentional. It's just after um, you know the Servicalms online live launch. I just really devoted my time and energy to that program, and then you know being in the later stages of pregnancy, I have been spending a lot of my time preparing <laughs> for oncoming motherhood. So. I've been thinking about the podcast a lot, and <clears throat> also, oh, heads up, I'm recovering from a little bit of a cold, so I might clear my throat. Um, just wanted to give a little heads up about that. Um, but as I said, I, I've been thinking about the podcast a lot, and there has been requests for me to speak about my preconception and my conception journey, um, even my pregnancy journey. And honestly, I have not known how to speak about it. I have tried a couple times to record some things, but it just never um, felt right in the way that I was speaking about it. You know, I recorded this like 30 minute soliloquy of like sharing all the minute details of my preconception and conception journey of like all the different happenstances and things that led me on the journey but it just felt I don't know one a little vulnerable but two like it wasn't like helpful and I know people might beg to differ and say oh no Danelle like the story is important but you know this journey of pregnancy is so sacred to me And I really wanted to do it justice, you know, in sharing about my preconception and conception journey leading into pregnancy where I am now entering into my 36th week of pregnancy. So I'm entering into month nine. This possibly will be the last podcast episode for the time being, um, you know, maybe in the next episode, by next episode, I will be uh, birthed as a mother. And so I really wanted to put something out there beforehand, sharing about my approach to the preconception journey, the conception journey, pregnancy, and even like moving into postpartum. Now, yesterday on my Instagram stories, I was sharing about some thoughts I've been having regarding this idea of forethought and recognizing the importance of this idea of forethought when approaching any sort of pelvic well-being journey, uh, whether that's with HPV cervical dysplasia, whether that's with um, you know, any sort of healing, any sort of, wherever you're at in the womb continuum, 
the power of forethought cannot be denied. And this is, I needed to come to this recognition in order to encapsulate the entirety of my preconception, conception, pregnancy journey and moving into postpartum. And this idea of forethought is the umbrella under which all of these phases of my journey are, are, are held. So, you know, the idea of forethought is, um, Hold on, let me see. I I should have done this before, but I kind of want to pull up the definition of forethought um, because I'm a words person. I I love um, to, you know, know what things actually mean and not just like, you know, say them out there to try to sound smart or whatnot. But here we go. Forethought is a noun. And it means deliberation, consideration, or planning for the future, foresight, or, or also a thinking beforehand, previous consideration, premeditation. Deliberation, consideration, and planning for the future, a thinking beforehand, the previous consideration, premeditation. So, now that we know the definition of forethought, I want you to now just put that into your pocket, knowing that that is the underlying theme of the entirety of my approach to preconception, conception, pregnancy, and oncoming postpartum. So why I was thinking about this yesterday was I had this moment of realization into how much of my mental load right now is going towards planning for postpartum, not planning for birth, because honestly, I'm actually, I trust birth. I trust my body. Um, I've actually been in a space where I don't really want any sort of like facts or information or tips or tools or this is what you know like I've actually unfollowed all birth accounts I I don't want to um, muddle my brain with what birth should be or could be I trust my body and I trust my oncoming birth and the baby is going to be born no matter what happens, no matter how much planning I do or um, thinking about, yeah, the facts and the hormonal cascades. Like I have a a pretty um, sound understanding of birth already. And so I I feel like I, I don't need to like prepare for birth other than, you know, keeping my body healthy and walking and, and, um, limber and, um, you know, just doing the basic maintenance of my pregnant body. But I have been thinking a lot and doing a lot of preparing for postpartum by way of, you know, having conversations with loved ones about how I want to be supported, um, doing like meal planning and meal prep and, Um, thinking about, you know, those first few weeks and how I want to be nourished and how I want to be fed and talking to my husband about what I want it to look like. And 
that's where a lot of my mental load has been resting is in the forethought of postpartum. And when I had this moment of realization, I was like, wow, I'm thinking about this a lot. I realized that that has been actually the underlying current of what has led me on the entirety of my conscious pelvic and womb continuum. You know, ever since I said yes to my cervix, this idea of forethought and planning for the future on behalf of my female body has been what has been the driving force. And it's like in, you know how sometimes when you have like a thought and suddenly everything becomes clear and you're like, oh my God, I see it so clearly now. I suddenly knew how I wanted to talk about my preconception and conception journeys because this has been the, the idea of forethought, of premeditation, of planning, of deliberation, of consideration of how the future will go, thinking beforehand has been the underlying current behind, I mean, underneath all of these different phases of um, becoming a mother. So, <clears throat> you know, I just want to share one because I would, you know, for my own purpose of, of recording this and, and being able to go back and, and listen to it in the future. Two, also because it's been requested and, you know, many women have asked me about, you know, sharing about this, these legs in my journey because I, I wasn't really forthright about it in real time as I was undergoing, you know, preconception journey, conception journey. And I have been like, you know, kind of quiet about my pregnancy journey um, <clears throat> because I've just been living it. And now at 35 and a half weeks, I feel <laughs> ready and full enough to be able to share about how I approached this and um, what worked for me. Um, <clears throat> so again, with this idea of forethought being the underlying current, uh, this is my journey into becoming a mother, which I'm still on because I haven't <laughs> given birth yet. But um, I would say this, my journey to becoming a mother, I mean, obviously it's been my whole life and there's so, see, this is what's happened. Like when I tried to record in the past, there's just so many instances and occurrences uh, of life moments that, you know, sequentially led to you know, this moment now. Um, but I don't necessarily really want to go into that. But where it really began, where it really just like, ding, initiated was in 2020. And there was a stark moment where I knew I wanted to be a mother. It was just like, I'm ready. Okay, wow, I, I feel... Like, set, like my womb and my heart just completely opened and I felt for the first time fully the deep yearning to give birth to my child or children. 
And what's interesting is at that time in my life, I was actually living a life that was very opposite (laughs) of, of that trajectory. It was when I was still very much in like the boss babe cult, uh, the money hungry (laughs) cult, I'll say. Um, and like, I'll, okay, I'll just share this piece. I had made more money in one month than I had ever made in my entire life. And I was sitting in Maui with this like lump of cash. And again, like, it's like these moments where it's like suddenly like this, I was looking at my bank account and it just felt so empty. Like seeing these numbers was like, wow, this actually doesn't fulfill me at all. And (laughs) I, and like the next moment that my heart and womb opened and the deep yearning for motherhood and the fullness of potential of life, of, of, of love and of, um, what being a mother could bring me came roaring into my body and everything that was important before (laughs) was no longer important like this like lump of cash in my bank account was like wow that's actually really empty and vapid feeling actually now then suddenly my orientation was like I am ready to be a mother like that feels like the most fulfilling nourishing like best thing I could ever do in my life (laughs) like screw this like focusing on like being a boss babe money hungry I don't know fancy pants I just want to be a mom and so like that was very honestly destabilizing for me uh, because I had been on this one trajectory And I had been giving so much forethought and thinking to like being on this trajectory. And then in an instant, I knew I wanted to be a mom. And this was in um, July of 2020. So what came from this cracking open of my heart and my womb to motherhood was (laughs) I then saw everything in my life that I needed and wanted to change in order to prepare my body and my life and my soul um, to be being a mother. And this is where my preconception journey really began. And within the preconception journey, let's see, um, my preconception journey was two and a half years long. No, two, I'll say two years long two years, four months long. And in that time, it's like as soon as my heart and my womb opened to the spirit of my children, <laughs> like my whole life began to shift. Uh, this is when I broke my arm. Uh, and I had to have surgery. This is when I like all sorts of like different health things came up, like this like deep infection in my face and my tooth um, that had been brewing for like 10 years. Um, this is when I suddenly, like suddenly I began to question my involvement in new age spirituality and started really turning back to like simplicity, 
of God and just um, not being caught up in uh, I don't know ways of being and practices that actually were draining for me like over two and a half years the clarity around everything that I needed to and wanted to change within my life before I conceived was just like a domino effect. Uh, One of the biggest things that came forward for me on my preconception journey, like in thinking ahead, I'm like, okay, I am moving towards conceiving a child. Like what is within my body system and my, my energy system and my nervous system and my soul that I don't want to imprint my baby with. And there were some deep, dark feelings of, of regret and um, like self-forgiveness that I needed to do around past decisions um, that I had been ignoring. Um, I'll just be candid and, and say like particularly around choosing to terminate past pregnancies and uh, the amount of grief that was held within my body that I wasn't acknowledging that cracked open upon my heart and womb opening to my readiness to being a mother. So I, over two and a half years, I, you know, I would sit time and time again with my journal and tea or just out in nature and think about all the things that I needed and wanted to change and then I would change them. Uh, Another thing was getting really honest with myself about my hormones and um, my vitality and my cycle and addictions and you know I've been honest and candid on this podcast about my past addictions with cannabis and um, kratom or kratom, however you want to say it. And, you know, getting really clear with myself that this is not something that I want to embody anymore when I go to conceive. And so, you know, with the preconception journey, obviously there are like supplements you can take and you can like focus on, you know, certain foods and whatnot. But for me, you know, when I really sit and think about what my preconception journey was about, it was about sitting with myself and getting really absolutely freaking clear about what I didn't want to bring to the table any longer when I conceived my child. And that's kind of a theme within cervical wellness is getting clear with ourselves because we like, I'm the first person to admit to doing this. Like it's really easy to dupe ourselves into thinking that we're doing everything we're meant to be doing or we want to be doing or like, yeah, I'm like on the path, but we're still living in ways or thinking um, about things are holding energies within our bodies that are not actually for our highest good in wherever we're at in our womb continuum journey and whatever we're moving towards. <clears throat> and for two and a half years, 
I felt like I was just brought down to my knees. Over the course of two and a half years, I was brought down to my knees in humility around all that I needed to change before becoming a mother, before even conceiving the child, before like even allowing the spirit of the child to come into my body. And it was really hard because I want, you know, upon the experience of having my womb and heart opening to motherhood, I obviously wanted it to happen immediately. I was like, oh my gosh, I want this so freaking badly. It, it's actually painful how badly I want this. And I would cry to John and I would grieve and I would lament over all these things that I needed to do. Like, you know, after I severely broke my arm, I had to have all these pins put in my arm, but I knew I didn't want to have the pins in my arm when I conceived because like I didn't want metal in my body and then I wouldn't be able to like have the surgery take it out. So I had to like wait and have another surgery. And there's just like so many, it was like all these obstacles, it felt like there's all these obstacles, but I just continued to lean into the, the trust that like, this is the preconception journey. I am choosing to give my mental energy in getting crystal freaking clear about all the ways that I need to rise up within myself to change in order to be ready to become a mother. And I knew I wanted to be at least three months sober, which if any of you have ever dealt with addiction, it's really not an easy thing to overcome. There, you know, I had had long cycles. I needed to heal my, um, my hormones. And I needed to get clear about my lifestyle, about like how, like what energy did I want to bring this being into? Did I want to be the hustle and bustle boss babe? Did I want to be the money hungry, I don't know, Instagram person? <laughs> Like, not really. Like, I had to get really clear about where my values lied. Like, what actually is a value in my life? And like, how can I cultivate that versus, you know, these outside forces that are influencing me? So, you know, I changed my whole business and I rebranded everything and I got really clear about, um you know, how I wanted to hold myself within my work as I moved towards motherhood. So for me, the preconception journey was really about spending a lot of time giving forethought to all that I needed to change before I welcomed in the spirit of my child. And I think I like I truly think that this I truly think this for every part of the womb continuum journey, the pelvic well-being journey. It's like it's not easy. None of this is easy. Um, it was hum humbling, and kind of like mind cracking open. 
it's like, whoa, okay, you know, oh, I haven't even mentioned about like, you know, getting clear about my, um, my thoughts about mother, like capital M mother and motherhood and my, and getting really clear about my beliefs about motherhood and noticing where I wanted to change my beliefs and, you know, obviously within cervical wellness, there's a lot of focus on the mother lineage and our relationship with our own mother. And so I had to, you know, sift through those final tendrils of the ways in which I had been influenced by my own mother and getting clear about how I wanted to be a mother. Oh, so that, um, that really, encapsulates my preconception journey. Um, basically changing my whole life to fit my vision of what I wanted to welcome my child into within my body, within my mind, within my um, soul, um, within my life, like everyday living. Um, There's one more thing I wanted to say about that, and that's actually my relationship with John. In that preconception time, my relationship with John drastically changed to one of letting him lead. And actually, like, leaning into, like, a more traditional feminine um, dynamic between him and I. Um, Letting go of trying to be in charge. Letting go of, um, you know, arguing and bickering with him over whatever... Um, try, I mean, like subconsciously letting go of subconsciously trying to like one up him in money making or, um, I don't know. I don't know. Like just, just like a, a dynamic between us that wasn't receptive. Uh, that was another big piece that I had to work on was my relating to my husband and becoming, more of a softened, open, receptive um, version of myself to be able to receive him in my body um, and and taking his lead in life. Um, maybe I'll speak about, about that more extensively at another time, but I did want to name that because that was another big piece of the preconception journey. So moving into conception and this idea of forethought around conception, you know, when we officially began trying, which was uh, August of 2022, um, I, what I really gave forethought to was how I planned on how I was going to continue to trust the journey. Because if there's one thing I've learned about the pelvic healing journey or the pelvic experience journey, the womb continuum journey is that trust and softening and leaning into 
the experience of what is before us moment by moment, day by day is most important because we do not know what the future is going to hold. We do not know what tomorrow brings, but we can give forethought onto how we are going to hold ourselves until we reach that goal. So again, forethought being, okay, here I am in this now moment. There is an end goal. I can, I can see and feel what that end goal will be. And for me in this experience, like, okay, it's um, um, having that positive pregnancy test. How am I going to hold myself between now and then? Because I trust that it's going to happen. There is a then moment. I see it. I can feel it in my body. I can feel what it's going to be like when I take that pregnancy test and it's positive. Okay, so now I'm going to give thought and engage in my mental powers. Like the beauty of our prefrontal cortex is that we are able to do this as humans. We can utilize our brain to then plan for this period of time. What am I going to do? I am on the conception journey now. I'm no longer in this preconception. We are in active trying. Okay. Well, obviously the first thing I did was get really clear about how I'm going to continue to tend to my body and my hormones and my fertility. And this looked like choosing to continue to eat deeply nourishing food, choosing to like allocate my money, my funds to continuing to purchase foods that um, benefited my fertility. And remind you, remember at the same time, I was like, like my business had changed. I was not making as much money as I had been, but I gave forethought to the necessity of the importance of this. And so choosing to slow down, choosing to be deeply involved in my food and the kitchen, choosing to be deeply involved in the nourishment of my body, of my ovaries, of tending to my womb, of tending to my mental health, of tending to my uh, nervous system health, because I know and I knew that conception occurs <laughs> most readily in a softened fertile state, right? And hardness or depletion um, does not uh, give way to that. <clears throat> so I did a lot of planning around my food. I did a lot of thought around like how how am I going to live this slower life? Because if I am now in this conception period, I've let so much go. I have changed so much about my way of being. Now I am welcoming in the spirit of the child into my body. How do I want to hold myself in this open door experience? And... This the other thing that I deeply leaned into in this time was prayer. 
I prayed every day. I wrote prayer in my journal. I would speak prayer when I sat for tea. I would go for walks and I would pray and I would speak to the spirit of my child. I would speak to God and just proclaim my readiness and proclaim my deep love for this child already. And I would feel the the actualization of motherhood within my body as I prayed. I didn't give offerings. I didn't, um, I don't know, do any ritual. I would just pray. I would just speak aloud or I would write them down. I began to write letters in my journal to my child, like, dear baby, like, I love you so much. I'm so ready for you to be here. And that practice of prayer and communication to the spirit of my child really helped me um, maintain my peace and and energetic uh, groundedness in the conception journey because the conception journey can be really, really hard. You know, month and months and months go and the per- your period comes and you're like, oh my gosh, it didn't happen again. I thought it happened. There were a couple times where it was like, you feel like it happened. You feel the spirit land, but, it, you know, maybe that wasn't the right time. And it can be very, very emotional. Um, and obviously, you know, I would let myself feel the feelings and I, I had my moments of crying and <laughs> lamenting to John, but then I would just go back to prayer and continue to go into the forethought around how am I going to continue to hold myself through this? How am I going to continue to lean into the trust that my body is fertile and that my body knows what's happening? The spirit of this child knows when to come in, in the perfect time. And also in this time of my conception journey, I began to give forethought about how I wanted to be pregnant. Like when I was pregnant, what did I want that pregnancy time to look like? And I realized that I didn't really, like I didn't want to have a lot on my plate. I didn't want to like have huge projects going when I was pregnant. I didn't want to have... I don't know, like extravagant travel. I didn't want to, like, I I really sat and thought about, like, how do I want to be in my body when I'm actually gestating a child? Like, what energy do I want to cultivate within myself as the child is is growing within me? Because that blueprint, as they are actually growing within me, is really important to me. So even before I became pregnant, I started to think about and plan, well, when I'm pregnant, like, what is what is that going to look like? And I spoke with John and we talked about finances and we talked about me scaling back and we talked about, you know, budgeting and like, how are we going to, um, 
you know, handle the shifts and changes of our lives as, you know, I become pregnant and then eventually a mother. And we started to really make changes in our lifestyle to welcome the spaciousness that I desired, you know, cutting back on things, um, letting go of certain luxuries. Uh, It's not that we desperately needed to, but I wanted to feel the spaciousness within my life Uh, to be able to just be pregnant and to enjoy my pregnancy and prepare for motherhood. And I, I, on the conception journey, I deep, I really deepened into this idea of home and tending to my home and like getting really clear about what sort of energetics I wanted to have within my home to welcome this child. Uh, so like, you know, there was like a lot of getting rid of stuff and, you know, like just shifting the whole energy of my home and my dynamic with John even deep, more deeply. And, you know, it's really interesting because so we started the conception journey in August and by March, so August, September, October, November. So like eight months into it, I was, I was, you know, feeling feelings. Um, Oh, also in this time, I like continued to do my own internal energetic work around forgiveness and letting go. And I, I think I've already mentioned that. My brain is pregnancy brain, so if it's a little loopy, (laughs) thanks for bearing with me. Um, But around March, I was at this place where I was like, okay, like this is taking a lot longer than I thought. Um, Side note, for the first like three or four months, I was doing everything right, but we we actually realized that John had... um, been like taking hot baths and was using the sauna and we had this realization that like oh that kills sperm like that's stupid he should not be doing this for trying to conceive and so we had to wait I think you know like a couple of months for his um his sperm to come back online after being fried in the sauna over the fall um so just side note if you are trying to conceive and it's not working, but you're doing everything right. Like maybe look at what he's doing. And um, also I've heard like even too hot of covers at night, like too many comforters can fry sperm, too tight of clothing um, for men. Um, I just wanted to add that in there because that was like a really stark aha moment for us. but going, but come March, I was like, okay, like, I've been giving a lot of forethought to all of these things, like how I want to be pregnant, I've been changing so much within my life, shifting my internal energetics. I'm just like, I'm, I'm tired of waiting, you know, obviously, the trying to conceive journey can be draining. And in that next month, early April, I... <laughs> We um, went to a wedding, and it was my cousin's wedding, 
and it was like the best wedding I've ever been to. And I had been so quote good. I wasn't drinking. I didn't stay up late. I like only ate nourishing foods. I, um, you know, I was just like taking really gentle care of myself. And in April at this wedding, I literally was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to let go. And I partied with my family at this wedding for like three days. A Whataburger and Chick-fil-A and um, like, you know, really low-grade diner food. And I just ate all the cake and give me all of the <laughs> sugary soda. I was like, screw it. I just need to let go right now and have fun. I stayed up super late. Didn't, I did not preciously take care of myself at all. And by golly, friends, that's when I got pregnant. (laughs) Uh, So like there is an importance of the energetic of just like letting go and just like being like, fuck, I'm going to have fun. And I'm going to let loose. Um, So that's when we conceived was in early April. And, you know, I didn't even think that I would conceive because I'm pretty sure my, I I like had like a delayed ovulation or something because John was, had like a cold in the days leading up to us going to this wedding in Arizona and that's when, according to, you know, everything, I was supposed to be ovulating. So I was like, okay, he has a, whatever, like, we'll just skip this month. Um, and then, like, a, a couple days later, we went to this wedding, and I completely let go. And that's when we conceived. And so, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's so incredible how you can just plan and you know, use ovulation strips and track and do your temperature and do everything right and you know xyz all the dots are i's are dotted and the t's are crossed um but i now realize especially feeling the energy of this uh, baby girl within me right now like she is she didn't want that hardness she didn't want that um you know rigidity she's a kind of a party baby I mean, her due date is New Year's Day. (laughs) Um, So when I finally conceived, I was just, oh man, like relieved is an understatement. I felt like my whole life and my whole work with my pelvis led me up to that moment and it it immediately began the process of me giving forethought to the next nine months and how I wanted to be in my body throughout the duration of gestation and I over the last um eight months, yeah, because I'm entering into month nine, I have intentionally just cultivated simplicity 
and peace, uh, really just allowing myself to lead a wholesome, simple life and focusing a lot of energy on finances and how to set how to set myself up for postpartum time when I won't be making money, talking with my husband and supporting him in his entrepreneurial endeavors so that he can financially support us and intentionally choosing to think about a future where motherhood is my primary focus. That's really, you know, when my heart and womb opened up to the spirit of my children in 2020, I knew in that instant that all I wanted to be was a mom, a mother. Like, that's really, like, my life calling right now. And so, you know, here I am, you know, just a month out, basically, more or less, from giving birth. Heck, it could even happen in the next few weeks. I don't know. She's feeling very active, and I'm feeling very full. <laughs> I know now I'm in the era of planning for postpartum. And the, as I said at the beginning, the, the undercurrent of this entire journey for me has been before every phase of the journey, I took time and engaged my mind to give forethought to how I wanted it to go. Like I chose to have a mental load regarding it over winging it. I chose to get absolutely freaking clear about what I wanted, where my values lied, lie, laid, (laughs) and what needed to change in order for me to achieve what I wanted in alignment with my values. This might, I I don't know if this is helpful, but this is how I approached these journeys. And this is what my preconception, conception, and pregnancy journey have been all about. And in this moment, I feel more prepared mentally, energetically, financially, uh, food-wise, home-wise, relationship-wise, than I ever knew I could because I have taken a lot of time to give thought to what I wanted and have made purposeful effort and taken daily or weekly action to make it so. There has been no winging it in any of this for me. There has been no, well, let's just see what happens, fly by the seat of my pants. I have been very intentional with this whole leg of my womb continuum of becoming a mother and I I don't know what the future holds I don't know what it's going to be like once I give birth and I'm holding this baby in my hand 
I don't know what I'm going to be like as a mother. I don't know what it's going to be like yet to have a life entirely dependent upon me. But what I can do is give forethought to what I want it to be like. To know what my values are. And to align my life now in preparation for that very near future, which is inevitable and coming, and doing my best to (laughs) situate myself to be able to make my vision so, knowing that it's not going to be perfect, knowing that you know, life always throws us curveballs and there's always things. But if I have learned anything on the pelvic, the female pelvic journey, whether that was through my cervical healing journey or witnessing hundreds and hundreds of women on their cervical healing journey to my own fertility and preconception, conception, pregnancy journey, is that the more forethought we give to how we can set ourselves up for success, success being defined by ourselves, not by what society or what someone else tells us, but our own version of success, the more prepared that we can be for what comes. And I truly believe that the power of forethought is an unsung superpower that we as humans can utilize on our behalf. It just takes time. It takes energy, like the mental load of sitting and thinking about it, of getting clear with ourselves. And then taking the time and energy to take action to make the changes or to shift things around or have the hard conversations or, um, you know, making those those lifestyle changes to fit that vision of the forethought like that, that is our superpower in being able to set ourselves up for success in our own version of success. And truthfully, I feel very successful in my journey. Not because, oh yes, I got pregnant. Not because, oh yes, like I'm about to give birth. I feel successful because of the peace that I feel within my lived experience regarding everything that I have done and everything that it took for me to get here it's like wow I moved through a lot I moved many mountains I overcame so much within myself I've grown so much I have truly forged been forged in the fire from maiden and entering into mother and I can feel the, the deep transformation that has occurred in the amount of forethought that I have given through all of these phases of upcoming, you know, becoming pregnant, 
So that's my story, friends, of preconception and conception and now pregnancy. And as I'm speaking right now, oh, baby girl is moving a lot. Sometimes it feels like a gut punch, Um, (laughs) which is beautiful. But it's like, oh, God, Um, she's wiggling around in here saying, yeah, mom, I required a lot of you before I came here. Uh, but I wouldn't have it any other way. So thank you so much for listening. I have no idea if this is helpful or beneficial. I just knew I wanted to record it and share with you all. (sighs) I don't know when the next podcast will be. um, Because I don't know when I'm going to give birth. And I'm entering 36 weeks. And so it can happen anytime. So if you made it this far, maybe just send me a little good thought (laughs) for the birth portal. And um, if you found this helpful or inspirational at all, I'd love to hear about it. Again, this, this, this episode just kind of just wanted to come through in this way. And um, I'm trusting that it, was needed to be heard by someone out there. I'm trying, I feel like there were some announcements I wanted to make. Um, but I can't remember. Okay, okay. Actually, there is one. This is like a total side note. Um, but one thing I did do over my pregnancy journey was actually have, actually it was through conception into pregnancy was I actually had my book translated into Spanish, friends, which is very exciting. It's just something I've wanted to do for a long time. But I am seeking a Spanish book publisher. And I just feel like I just want to put it out there in case anyone knows of a Spanish book publisher. (laughs) Um, Because I have no idea how to go about even doing that and I'm in this moment being inspired to just throw it out there and see what happens. Uh, So if you know of a Spanish book publisher that might be willing to publish my book, please reach out info at cervicalwellness.com. Okay, that was very random side note. Um, Pregnancy brain. Okay, friends, I am wishing you a beautiful end of the year. Happy holidays. Oh, may the remaining time of 2023 be peaceful and beautiful and love-filled. And don't forget to take care of yourself, to give some forethought on behalf of your pelvic well-being journey, your womb continuum, or your cervical healing journey. No matter where you're at in the journey, whatever journey, whether it's healing a diagnosis or in preconception, conception, pregnancy, postpartum, preparing for menopause, healing your hormones or just seeking, you know, more vitality or something I haven't listed, I highly recommend spending some time and utilizing your beautiful big brain to give forethought as to what you want this journey to look like for yourself. Get clear about your values 
and how the actions of this journey can align to your values. Have your eye on the prize at that end goal and then continue to come back time and time again to your beautiful thinking mind to get clear about how you can hold yourself through the path of whatever phase you're in. Don't forget, friends, that you have got this. Sending you all so much love. Thank you so much for joining us today, friends. If you want more cervical wellness information and content, check out my website, cervicalwellness.com, or give us a follow over on Instagram at cervicalwellness. Please share this episode if it felt right and true for you. And until next time, friends, remember, we've got this.